Listener Production. My first car was this bright purple Hyundai Excel. It created so many funny memories as well, so even though it was just a great starter car, it was a lot of fun to drive around. You know what they say, you'll always remember your first car. Hi, I'm Erin Molan and welcome to Everything You Auto Know, an educational series about everything you ought to know about cars. Today's topic is all about choosing your first car. How much should you spend? What are the do's and don'ts? What are the kids driving these days? Mike Sinclair, Editor-in-Chief at CarSales.com.au, is here to answer all the important questions. Hey, Mike. First cars, why do we build it up so much? Why is there so much hype and excitement? Well, what was your first car? I mean, you know, it's one of those rites of passage, surely. It really is. Mine was a little red kind of barina, but it had a, a weird shape at the back and a number plate that said D-R-T-M-L-E, dirt mole. <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> I know. Isn't it? I mean, everybody remembers the rego of their first car too. Well, look, I think with Aussies, it's, it is a rite of passage. It's one of those things where it's, for many people, their ability to travel independently, to go places when they want to go. It's almost like, I know a lot of people talk about that third space, you know, the office home or work and home and the car. That that became so many things for so many people and and it's still that way. You know, we've done research with, with Gen Z buyers now and they still see that first car as a really important rite of passage. You're right about that safe space and that kind of, you know, place that feels familiar. The amount of times I'll, I'll get home and just sit in my car even for half an hour and just de-stress. It's so much more than just a motor transport, isn't it? It is. And although a lot of us are buying our first car a bit later than we used to, you know, because of people, you know, living at home longer, probably have more sort of freedom to be at home than they were. It's still such an important thing. It's an emotive purchase, certainly a financially important purchase, but yeah, we all love our first car. You just mentioned one thing in that we're getting a little bit older these days, before we get our first car generally. What else is changing in terms of the preferences when we're looking at making this big purchase for the first time? Look, I think there's as many first car preferences as there are first car buyers. Mm-hmm. It's really one of those, you know, cars define Aussies in a lot of ways. You know, there's some of us who have no interest in our cars and it's just purely a mechanical instrument and it's a means to an end, but there's many more of us who have that connection with them. So I think there's a number of things. Obviously, the type of cars are changing You know, SUVs are becoming a really important part of the Australian automotive landscape. One of the things also that's changing is almost very few people buy a manual car as their first car. You know, a a decade ago or or more, you know, the the manual car was where you started. It was cheaper as well, I remember when I was looking, it was cheaper to go manual. Absolutely. Now, if they're available at all, they tend to be an an option that goes up. So, um, you know, there are certainly preferences around the world that are different in that way, but... I think the manual gearbox is going the way of uh, a few other things in cars and that's affecting the first car buyer. Yeah, right. What about, you mentioned SUV. I'm fascinated by these kind of, what are they, abbreviations or acronyms? Like, take me through some of them. So what does SUV stand for? Well, SUV stands for Sport Utility Vehicle and that's pretty much that higher riding, sort of high riding position, not really an off-roader, but has that sort of off-road look that so many, um, you know, Aussies like now. I think a lot of the other acronyms tend to revolve around safety and safety is a really important part of that first car purchasing decision and probably the one that you really need to know is ESC and that's electronic stability control. Mm. And the whole point about that is that that's one of those safety features that, you know, can potentially 
literally save your life. It's one of those things that will help you keep a car under control and make it, le- you know, lessen its ability to skid or whatever. So ESC, remember that. That's a good one. If we're buying an older car, we're probably looking for ABS, which is anti-lock brakes. So, ah, yeah. um, you know, that's sort of been standard in cars pretty much for the last 15 years or so. But if you're buying an older car, that's one of those things we'd recommend you be looking at. There's lots and lots of other acronyms. There's all sorts of different ones. I'm going to throw one out because I'm excited because it's the only one I actually know. Okay. I think AWD, is that all-wheel drive? That's all-wheel drive, yeah. And, and, and all-wheel drive is one of those things that nowadays is quite common in vehicles and, and you know, not so long ago wasn't. So yeah. you have many of the SUV type vehicles that have AWD. Oh, I can't believe I knew something. This has just been, yeah, <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning so much from you already. Is there a tip that you can tell people to, to figure out the difference between different makes and models? And, and I know when you're looking online for a car, say on car sales, because where else would you go? But when it, it lists all the different makes and models, like how do we know what the right one is for us, what the difference is between them? Is there kind of something that makes it less complicated? Many cars are, st- are starting to look the same. I mean, if you have a look at those, you know, the SUVs, the crossovers that people like, they're often like, you know, almost look like a hatch that's been raised up a little bit. So I wouldn't worry too much about the, the brand. Brand names are things that you'll you'll get to know from your family and friends. But I'd be looking at sort of the nitty gritty of the car. Is it a shape that you like? Is it the size that you need? Does it provide the accommodation that you want? So don't get too worried about, you know, the Hyundai i30 or the Kia Cerato or whatever the name and and <laughs> and uh, mm. and badge is. It's more important for you to sort of look through that and look at the car. There's a lot of things associated with brands. Um, certainly in some cases, there's some positive things associated with brands in terms of, you know, reputation for safety or reliability. But brand isn't everything. It's making sure that that car that you want is the car that you need as well. You know, I think, you know, I want a Porsche 911, but I probably don't need one. <laughs> That's a really good point, don't we all? Um, you mentioned earlier how people are buying their first cars a little bit older, people are staying at home for longer, et cetera, et cetera. But if you are someone that, that is fairly young, you're on your L's or your P plates and you're getting your first car, should you be looking at a smaller car, a, a different shape? Like what are some of the things that should be front of mind if you're less experienced on the road? One of the things that um, we have in Australia is a whole range of landscapes, a range of mm. places where people live, and you know, in the in the great outdoors, in the you know back and beyond, then yeah, you're probably thinking about needing a four or four wheel drive, a big vehicle, a big Ute. I'm not sure so many of us, you know, of the 25 million people in Australia, about 20 of us live in cities, and I'm not sure that really a big four wheel drive is a great choice for for most people buying their first car. Mm. Certainly if you if you need those attributes, if you're going bush a lot, if you really are an adventurer, then that's something you can look at. But they're not the safest nor they're um, the most sensible choice for a, for a new driver. Talking about price, and it, it's never been more relevant really at the moment, cost of living through the roof, fuel prices, war in Europe, a, a fair few different kind of uh, um, factors that are playing in. What is a, a good type of car that, that's cheaper to run but still ticks those boxes with safety? We'll often recommend and we say, well, either a medium or a small car is a great choice for a first driver. We don't particularly want to see, you know, everybody in a very, very small car because there is a little bit of truth to, you know, that you know, bigger is better. 
But you also need to have um, absolutely, you know, the right sort of um, space that you need. How many seats do you need? Are you a surfer? Do you want to put something on the roof? You know, there's lots of different factors there. But the versatility of a hatch or even a small station wagon, remarkably versatile vehicles. And this next generation of smaller SUVs, if you are able to buy a slightly newer car and spend a bit more money, then they're not a bad choice because they still have the dynamics and, if you like, the road holding of a hatch um, and, the, you know, the overall size of a hatch, but a bit more versatility, a bit more space, a higher driving position, which some people like because they get, you know, better visibility, um, lots of things to recommend it in that space. My first car was around $6,000. What, what's the average amount of money that people are spending on first cars these days? Yeah, I think I think you're looking at, at sort of somewhere between eight and $15,000 to get something that's going to sort of tick the boxes in terms of um, safety, in terms of reliability. And the other thing that with many new buyers now is making sure you've got the right level of connectivity in the car because it's all good for us to say don't use your phone in the car. Every young driver uses their phone in the car. So let's make sure they've got Bluetooth. And if you're buying an older car, look at the options to to maybe install something that will give them that Bluetooth connectivity so they can go hands-free. Michael, if you had a checklist for what you need that you can't compromise on when buying your first car, what would be on it? Well, it has to be red, doesn't it? Red cars are faster. No, 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 I'm only joking. I thought you were serious. Joking, okay. Absolutely, yeah, no, yes. No, no, no. Tick. No, no. <laughs> stability control. We talked about it, you know, earlier, electronic stability control. That is basically one of those must-haves. And, I, you know, it's it's been compulsory in cars for about about 12 years, I think, from memory. But, you know, it was in cars a lot earlier than that. It's one of those things, essentially, it will it will keep you safer more often is the simplest way I can put it. If you're buying a car that's older and doesn't have stability control, then make sure it has anti-lock brakes. And then the third thing that goes along with both of those areas are airbags. You know, very simply, the more airbags, the better. Even if you're in a smaller car um, and you have those that equipment around you, you know, you, you have a better chance of being safe than you would be in a car that without those. If you've never seen, maybe maybe Google, have a look on YouTube of an old car hitting a new car and have a look at the difference of what can happen with those things. Thank you so very much, Mike. It's been really eye-opening. First cars are one of those things that, you know, everybody is really engaged with. There's so many good choices out there. You know, just take your time. Well, there you go. When it comes to a first car, there are plenty of options to suit you and your needs. You just have to know where to look. In the next episode of Everything You Auto Know, we are talking electric vehicle options with Nadine Armstrong from What's Under the Bonnet podcast. The talk that you get, that instant power that you get in an electric vehicle is something few people have ever experienced. It's it's so powerful and it's so fast. And we're getting vehicles doing, you know, as fast as a supercar will do from 0 to 100. That's next time. Bye for now. This podcast is a listener production hosted by me, Erin Molan, and made in partnership with Car Sales. Executive producer is Todd Stevens, producer is Kelsey Menzies, and audio by Kelly Fulston. Listener.